1: And welcome back, fuckers, to another edition of the Patriot Party Podcast. I am the Mick, and with me, of course, is my much more beloved and psychotic better half.
2: v hello, Patriots. That's the second time you said that. I know. In like nick an hour Yeah.
1: Well... <laughs> I, I gotta beat it up. Might as well, while well, I can get away with it. True anyway, uh, so uh, today we had uh, Dr. Mark Sherwood on. Uh, great guy. I think we did a real. I think we had a really good interview. Um, we're gonna bring him back on. Uh, he wants to come back on, so that's not like a thing. We're dragging him. You know, we're taking.
2: Yeah. No. He'll be on like every two weeks or so.
1: We're not taking bamboo shoots and stick him up underneath his nails or anything like that. No. Trust me, I don't think I get away get away with that anyway. He's, he's a pretty big. Dude. He said
2: on there that he's he's honored to call us friends, but I've got to say the honor is truly ours. He's, he's a fantastic guy. He
1: really is really nice guy. Uh, we had a great conversation. A matter of fact, the hour went by so fast. I was, uh, we got down to, we, we still had some more, I still had more questions because I was like, okay. And he answered every question we asked him. If that is the one thing I noticed about him, you want to say not a politician. I'm going to say not a politician, not a spokesperson, not a nothing. I asked him a question. He answered the question complete and right through. And if you don't think he did, uh, give him a second. He only gets an hour with us, and he probably has 25, 30 more of these interviews to do every day. So let's just keep that in mind, too. We only get an hour with these guys. Uh, give them a couple episodes before you make up your mind. I mean, if you haven't made up your mind yet, if you have outstanding, if you haven't, give him a little bit. Let them you see what he says in the next interview, because more questions will come up. Things will come up. I mean, for instance, I, I bring this up every time and I know he knows our friend, uh, Dr. Taylor, Dr. Candace Taylor. And, uh, he knows her and they're connecting and whatnot because I wanted him to possibly not only pray for her, but also maybe give her some advice, how to deal with what she's dealing with. Because if you haven't noticed in the last, since the last time we had Dr. Taylor on, um, it has come out from Vernon Jones went on what was the show that Stu he, Peters. Stu Peters and got destroyed. Yep. And Stu Peters lit his world up. And then Stu Peters turned around and endorsed Canda endorsed Candace. And then right behind that, the person I yelled at, Wendy Rogers, pulled her endorsement. Pulled her endorsement from Vernon Jones. Of course, we haven't heard that she's endorsing Candace Taylor, but I would not surprise me, folks, if all of a sudden we heard a little bit after, you know, I mean, I, I had, you know, I, it's not that I have an issue with her. I, I don't have an issue with her. I just had an issue with the fact that she endorsed, endorsed Vernon Jones just because she didn't think Candace Taylor could earn enough money or raise enough money to run. Um, I don't think... When it comes to politics, if there's one thing that I think has corrupted politics 100%, and I believe Dr. Sherwood would agree with me on this one, is money. And after listening to him speak and what he's talked about and the stuff that he brought up, the fact that we pulled God out of school, out of everything, and— we basically got to put God back into everything, and I'm not against that, not at all, uh, not in the slightest. Um, and just because you might think, well, hey, you're a Catholic. Yeah, I am a Catholic, and I do believe in God, and I do believe in, I do believe in the Bible, I do believe in Jesus Christ, I believe in all those things. But
2: here's here's a little hint to y'all: regardless of what religion you are, unless you're a polytheistic pagan, we all believe in the same God.
1: Yeah, yeah, and there's hasn't been polytheism in quite a while. But anyway. Either way, listen to what he's got to say. Uh, I thought it was a really good interview. He brought up a lot of great points, um, and uh, brought up some stuff I was actually I wasn't expecting. I was actually kind of worried that there was one question I was kind of like, I don't know if I want to ask this guy because I know he's a holy roller, but I'm afraid to ask him about these grow fields and marijuana and whatnot. But I didn't know about any of that. I was actually shocked with his answer.
2: And again, that that wasn't a question of ours because we didn't know about it. That was a question from a listener. Um, we I reached out to. Uh, a- an Oklahoma specific chat on telegram and ask them for questions. And that was one of the questions that was submitted. Just- what a
1: great question too, because he actually answers the question. He doesn't know all the information behind it because he's not privy to all the information behind it, but he did bring up some really good points about it. Almost the same exact points that the listener brought up said, Hey, look, there's like 20, 25,000 marijuana shops in all of Oklahoma. There's 75,000 some odd grow fields. And where's all that dope going? Because it doesn't make any sense that we have Chinese buying up and I did not know any of that. This is all stuff I didn't know. This is why I ask you guys to send us your questions because then I don't sound like an idiot going into these things just saying you're welcome by the way i sound like an idiot anyway (laughs) yes yes thank you very much for reaching out to them but either way again if you live in oklahoma or you any of the states it doesn't matter who it is if you guys want us to interview somebody i have no trust me i have no qualms picking the phone up and saying hey how about you come on our show uh we can help you we can put you out there we can promote you we can do i mean i'm either gonna like you or i'm not and the bad thing is, is if you say something that I don't like, I might not promote you as much. I might just say, well, yeah, he was here. And I, I give you kudos. I give credit to anybody who comes on this show and sits there and talks to us and has an actual conversation. I mean, if I don't agree with something, I'm going to bring it up and be like, well, I don't necessarily agree with that. And if we disagree, we disagree. At the end of the day, if I walk away with more agreements than I do disagreements, I guarantee that no matter what happens at the end of the day, as long as they're good constitutional values, I'm probably going to end up supporting you.
2: Yeah, we're back to that 75% rule. Yeah. Yeah, if you agree with 75% of what someone says politically, spiritually, morally, um, you know, whatever it is, you don't have to agree with someone 100%. You're probably never going to agree with someone 100%. But if you can days. If you can hit that 75% mark, you're, you're pretty good there. You've got a pretty good standing. So um, I, I personally, that's the rule I go by. If I can agree with someone 75% of the time on 75% of the issues, then I'm probably going to back them up.
1: So we're back. Uh, we got a, a, we got a, our normal newscast tonight. Uh, that'll be uh, later on. We'll drop that sometime later on tonight. We'll try and get this one out first. Yep. Uh, <clears throat> we also have coming up.
2: Tomorrow we have an interview with Carla from uh, COL 1972. Um you can go to the website col1972 com. Use the promo code Patriot Party. Get a discount off your order. Uh, all of their proceeds go to fund the fight against abortion. Um, they, she, she's fighting for life. She put her money where her mouth is. So, so that's it's fantastic. Something else we talked to yep. Dr. Sherwood about as well. Yeah. Um, we have Dr. Stella Emanuel coming on on Saturday. Correct. Um, that's pretty fabulous. If you guys don't know, she is the Cameroonian emergency room doctor from Texas who went viral. Um, standing outside the da- dallas texas yep. uh but hospital. she also has a ministry and uh I'm, I'm really excited to talk to her about that uh we are let's see we're oh we're also going to be on steel truth i believe on friday we're taping it tomorrow but we'll be there on friday and uh we've got ann vandersteel coming on with us next tuesday uh, an interview with nurse danny also tuesday night um April Moss next week, and I'm working on a couple other things as well. So we we're we're busy. We're busy. We got we got a, a packed lineup here. So uh, we're we're pretty excited. And uh, we have some very exciting other news. Yes, we do. Uh,
1: we finally have it, folks. Go to mypello.com, type in the word defiant, get
2: 66% off up, your order. Up to 66%. Don't get them okay. sued. It's up, not always up, 66%. Up to
1: 66% off your order. Yep. And our, um, going to look the number up right now yes. so you all we also have, have a the d- proper phone number to call. And all you got to do is say that the Patriot Party sent you or defiant. Yeah. And, Promo code um, defiant. You will get the same, the same will apply if you happen to call the number. And again, I'm looking for it. I apologize. I was not ready for that because somebody decided to dump that on me.
2: Well, I mean, I I would think, you know, we'll put it in the show notes as well. Yes, it will um, also
1: be there. But the, uh, yes, it is. The num- 1-800 number is which I'm really happy about, 1-800-377-9724. Go to, again, MyPillow.com or MyStore.com and go to the MyPillow part and uh, go to or call one eight hundred three seven seven nine seven two four 377 9724 and just say Defiant or type in Defiant in the the uh, promo code and you can get up to 66% off your order. Trust me, I love the my, my, my pillow mattress topper and the pillows i i've been and sleeping the sheets. we've been sleeping on them for years folks i'm telling you you want to alter your life you want to change your sleep schedule go buy some my pillow stuff not only that you help out mike lindell who's a very good a great patriot doing wonderful things for this country you help us out and you get something for your some money for your buck, some bang for your buck. Trust me. Surprise your wife.
2: And it's made in the USA.
1: And she'll love you for it. Trust me. Surprise your wife. Yeah. E- guess what? I have just created another demon for every other guy out there because the wives are going to go somewhere. The guys will be catching up <laughs> because they had to work and the wives are going to call them and say, hey- on your way, can you just stop, pick up the my pillow mattress topper and just stuff it in your it car you. and bring it with you? <laughs> yes. Welcome to my exactly. health, folks. Welcome to yes, my health. Yes, it's
2: fantastic. Um, and if you want to learn more about Dr. Sherwood uh, from a health perspective, go to Sherwood.tv backslash Patriot Party, and you can download his free ebook. Um, he also has uh, some supplements, health products, things like that. Um, or you go to uh, Sherwood. 2020.
1: Yes, uh, Sherwood 2020.
2: or you uh, Sherwood2020.com. And that, is, and that well, is his campaign website. That's his
1: campaign website. So if you want to donate, you want to help, you want to volunteer, you want to get involved with this campaign, uh, that's where you go. If you live in Oklahoma, I'd recommend you do that. Uh, if or if
2: you just want to support a good patriot, if you just want to support an America First candidate, regardless of where you live, pop on his page, Sherwood2020.com. Give him five bucks. Just yeah.
1: I mean, show me care again. He's a, uh, he's another Patriot out there. Who's trying to, uh, again, the, the more we're, we're, the we're getting there. We, we might, uh, you might hear something out of us in the next couple episodes. Um, I got to digest a little bit of what I heard. I, Okay. I got to re-listen to this once or twice, and I'm, I'll probably come out with a, we, we might come out with an announcement within the next 48, 72
2: I have no hours. idea what you're talking about, yep. so it's going to be just as much of a surprise for me as it is yeah, for the Yeah, well, I space. have
1: to digest it's a. It's a political, you're I go through my own, boss. I go through my own thing. Okay, um, great. It's my cycle. Fantastic. Just deal with it. Okay. I have to deal with yours. Well, not anymore, but anywho.
2: <laughs> Let's not give that one up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, if, if nobody's figured it out yet, hon, I got a, I got a guy, his name's Bubba. He'll be around a little bit later. No, with a
2: ball, no, a no, none of that.
1: So either way, uh, it's a great interview, folks. Go listen. Um, give him five minutes, uh, give him an hour of your time. Listen to the whole interview straight through. We talked a lot about his, uh, what he does Healthwise. health wise. We talked about for we spent 30 minutes health we spent 30 minutes politics i didn't want to make it all about one or the other although i know i know what he's doing so we're as we bring him back on uh because he has volunteered to come on a bunch so folks i'm serious i'm willing to help out anybody if if you're an american first candidate i will bend over backwards for you if you're a real american first candidate so no vernon you are not a real one um if you're a real American First candidate, I will bring you on and I will help you out. I will get your message out to every listener I've got more than once. i have not an issue, nary an issue with it, and I am immaterial. I will bring you on and do that for you. Um, if you're not an American First candidate... You're welcome to come on. You're welcome to come we'll on. Probably to probably destroy you. We're, yeah, you're probably going to get... You'll probably get. You'll get get stew Peter, it'll be stupid. (laughs) We're gonna have to use that as a verb from now on. You're gonna get petered.
2: That's what's
1: gonna happen. I love it. You're gonna stew. I own that one. Yes. Remember that.
2: We're totally putting that into the lexicon.
1: So uh you'll get petered. You you come here, you'll get petered. But um, I but I'm I'm happy to debate with you. I'm happy to have that conversation because that's part of what's been we've been losing in the american media that there is no debate anymore the debate is just well i see it my way you see it your way i'm just not going to talk to you well great well then you never get your point across to anybody that's
2: why more than half the country wants a national divorce right now so there you go anyway either way again like share subscribe subscribe. please um and and comment i i have to ask please uh we we do get quite a few comments but the more comments we get, the higher up in the rankings we get so more people can find us. And so, if more reviews like, we get. If yes, you give us
1: more reviews, the, more the higher reviews, our number goes up. Exactly. The more we get seen, it helps get our message out. It helps get your message out. It's not about us, folks. This is about... The movement that this is. This is America First. This is about that movement. It's not about anything else. It's about America. It's about propelling this country forward. Although I'd love to take credit for it, I, I have nothing to do with it. We are just merely trying to push it along. We weren't scared enough. We weren't worried about getting on, on a microphone or in front of a camera and talking to all of you. Um, I think we share a lot of the same values. I think there's a lot of people out there that agree with us. So, Please, get it out there. Push it, Push this out. We're trying to do the same. We're trying to help other people out. We're trying to help other patriots out as well in doing that. And the sponsors, all they do is help keep the show free, help that you guys can listen. So go check this out. Listen to what this man has to say. Go check out his website. Again, it's Sherwood.com tv or SherwoodTV.com no, is. No, sherwood tv.com no no that's for the uh no, his Sher- healthcare stuff no
2: no you're wrong it's sherwood.tv
1: okay so it was sherwood.tv
2: or to get his free ebook you go to sherwood.tv backslash patriot party um that'll be in the show notes as well and then for his political campaign it's, it's sherwood 2020.com yep. yep and or wait
1: 2022 Sherwood2022.com. Okay, Sherwood2022.com. Right. Sherwood so go to sherwood 22.com and you can find out all of his platform, where he stands with all of this stuff. You can read more about him. You can volunteer. You can donate. Do what you can to help. Uh, even if it's a couple bucks, two, three, five bucks, whatever. Um, I, I've seen a lot of the American First candidates are doing this two, three, five dollar donations. Yeah. They don't need... Every little bit helps. They don't need five grand from everybody. You know, they need... Two, three, five bucks, you know, they don't need a lot. I mean, it's like going to church. I I give up five bucks a weekend, putting the plate at church. Do the same thing for, you know, a political candidate once in a while. It goes a long way. And I agree, Dr. Sherwood, if you're not in Oklahoma and you happen to donate from Georgia and it ends up in Oklahoma, and it'll go a lot, long way for you. It'll go a long way for this country. It will help our movement as a whole. And I, I heard something very disturbing this past week. We're going to get more into it in the uh, show tonight. tonight but uh, I'll just give you a – this will be the teaser – for y'all so to come check out tonight because what we're going to drop tonight I've, I've heard this and this isn't the first time I've heard it and now I've got some sources talking to me about it but uh, there's a new movement that's saying that the America First movement is dead and we'll get into that
2: tonight though so without any further ado you got anything else no I hadn't heard that so now you're teasing me too Yep. now again like share subscribe comment honestly if you like what we have to say comment if you don't like what we have to say comment comment we'll so, reply
1: we're not yeah we're not scared
2: no we we will take we we're take not it for off. everybody
1: but we're for i'm, I'm pretty sure about 75 of this country and i'm pretty sure there's a lot of people out there who yeah. are listening to what and we again, have to say and I'm, you, we're it, watching it
2: happen that's the best part take the 75 rule with us just like you do with politicians if you agree with 75 of what we say then we're good yeah yeah that's it that's all so, i got so
1: either way enjoy and uh, we will see you later thanks for listening And welcome back, fuckers, to another edition of the Patriot Party Podcast. I am the Mick, and with me, of course, is my much more beloved and uh, sometimes psychotic better half.
2: V-Lynn. Hello, Patriots. And
1: we're here today. We've got a special guest, uh, Dr. Mark Sherwood, uh, coming to us all the way from uh, the great state of Oklahoma, as we just recently found out. Of course... uh, on our way back it was interesting we'll have to get into that at a later date though but we'll talk about airlines later on anyway uh you're here today and you are a neuropathic doctor if i'm correct in same, or naturopath? Yes. i can't even speak to so different it's between impossible. a
2: neurologist and a, and a naturopath yeah correct
1: uh naturopathic doctor and uh, you're also running for the governor of um oklahoma and uh we have some questions we've got some listeners that reached out but first how would you say hi to all of all of our listeners because we've got a bunch of them and uh we've got a bunch of people that still live in oklahoma that want to get to know you better
3: well mick and vlin i'm really happy to be here with you i'm honored it was great to meet you in tulsa too you guys are awesome folks and uh the greatest thing i can say is now we're friends which is is all my pleasure, of course. And uh, so, yeah, I think people need to know that my wife, Dr. Michelle and I, she's my queen, my best friend, my pal, my buddy, and my wife. um, We work together at a place called the Functional Medical Institute in Tulsa, where we get to treat people around the world. Uh, We've kind of got known, I guess, for being people where nobody died of COVID, which is good. Um, We didn't set out to be COVID experts. We just kind of set out to be life optimization experts, teach people how to do this forever. And through obedience, we decided to step up even uh, to another place to uh, become gubernatorial candidates for Oklahoma for 2022, Um, not to diminish our concept of wellness we want to carry the wellness to a, a higher level and carry it around the world
2: i like how you put that that we decided to step up and become gubernatorial candidates because i think a lot of people don't you know there's that running joke that behind every strong man there's a woman rolling her eyes but i think people don't realize how true that really is
3: no she's she's uh my rock honestly me and mick she's uh my wife um you know, she's been through so much stuff in her life and you talk about an overcomer. Um, you know, even her story was made into a, a movie. I don't know if you guys know that really cool. No. What movie? Yeah, it's, so if people want to watch it, it's called the prayer list, the prayer list. And it's a story of, of her life overcoming Uh, incredible unthinkable tragedies to be where she is right now so uh, no she's not uh, I I like to say it like this she's not my spare rib she's my prime rib
2: I like it
1: (laughs) even with the steak reference yeah same here come
3: on man yeah you can't beat that
1: so you just brought up a really good point, something I've talked about, I don't know how many times, you know, there's a lot of people out there, especially we've talked about it on this show. I know me and Veland have talked about it several times in private, but also on this show. But one of the things I've always said is that uh, one of the big things I've always noticed with this, especially COVID, and I'm sure you've seen it too, is, um, and you, you don't strike me as the guy that's not uh, just for everybody who's just listening and not watching us on Rumble. Um, he's not a small guy, folks. I'm not saying he's huge. I'm not saying he's a mountain of a man. I mean, he's a big dude. I mean, I think he could take me. Uh, I don't think he'd have much problem. I fight like a a, a squirrel backed into a corner. But even without that, um, one of the things I've noticed, especially when it comes to COVID, is, and something that's not talked a lot about in the media especially, is people, you know, they talk about the disease. Okay. Yeah. Great. And fine. But they don't talk about the way they're living their life to begin with. And one of my big issues with a lot of people, when I hear about all these people that, especially when I meet somebody who says, well, I'm legitimately scared of COVID. Why? Um, do you, do you take care of yourself? Do you go to the gym? Um, I don't see you walking around with a McDonald's bag in your hand. So that's always good. Um, what are you doing to improve yourself? And I don't think as a country, we've focused enough in on that.
3: Yeah, Mick, this is this is a tragedy, and I think this is probably part of the greatest tragedy. It probably is the greatest tragedy in the history of the United States of America, and it's called the Standard American Diet or Western Diet, and we have to own this. We did it. It was based in profit. It was based in a lack of caring about people, and we actually created disease processes. We did that in America. We created the obesity crisis that's now the greatest most fastest growing non-communicable disease in the world. Now, just get your arms around that. We did that in America about 50 some odd years ago with the initiation of the food pyramid. Remember that? Oh, yeah. And today, it makes me nauseated and it makes me quite furious. And I'm past the point of disappointment because I don't expect them to do it anymore. But we have no one literally from the government, medicine, or even church, talking about what we just talked about we still serve garbage and we expect ourselves to be well and healed and all that but it's hard for us and we don't do that here obviously you know our our staff you know our community which is nine thousand odd deep patient wise i mean we stress first things first food is medicine god put medicine in food Hippocrates, the father of modern medicine, confirmed it by saying, let food be thy medicine and medicine be thy food. So the evidence is clear that nutrition provides the foundation of health. And when we neglect that piece of health, is it any wonder we lack health as a nation?
2: No, I think you're you're absolutely right. I actually, uh, I think I was probably one of the very first people in Georgia to have COVID. Um, I got it in February of 2020 and I was sick for, for six weeks. I mean, I felt like I got hit by a truck and I went to my doctor and this is before they even had COVID tests. It was before the, everything shut down. And, and, but you know, we knew I had COVID, I had all the symptoms and I just couldn't kick it. And I went to my doctor and we have military medicine, obviously, since mix retired. Um, and he looked at me and he said, you're not going to get healthy until you get healthy. And I said, what does that mean? And he said, well, first off, get off your ass. Lose at least 20 pounds, stop eating sugar, stop drinking soda, start moving around, start exercising, and go out in the sun for at least an hour a day. And I, I tell you, if more doctors said things like that, straight up, straightforward, I think we'd be a lot healthier. I took his advice. I lost 45 pounds. I spent two hours a day out in the sun. I basically doubled his advice, um, You know, went, went to healthy food, and and I've never felt better. Um, as soon as I started doing that, I kicked it like what a week later. It was, it was pretty amazing. As soon as I started exercising and sitting out in the sun and eating proper food, um, I had to research what proper food was never really been taught that before. And it amazes me how many doctors aren't taught nutrition for more than a day or two in medical school. Shouldn't that be a foundation of medicine?
3: Well, it should be. Now my wife, graduated with uh, she's also a naturopathic doctor by the way but additionally she um, holds a degree in in osteopathy or she's also a do as well so she's had conventional training medicine and um, she'll confirm with you there was uh, no uh, training at all with um, you know her regarding nutrition in medical school other than just minimal and because of that um, even some of her classmates suffer they come here you know and they're looking for help and looking for health and my wife would verify this that many of the sickest people we see are healthcare professionals and that's not all about nutrition it's because of stress but you know and I tell you you know honest to goodness the people we need the most in the world catch this Belinda Mick are the sickest ones. And we're talking about military first responders, right? Mick, you get that, right? We're talking about medical personnel. We're talking about teachers and we're talking about pastors. We need these people more than anybody. And yet they're the sickest people around. I suspect they're being attacked the most, but this is where we need to buckle down and get the best effort going forward with this thing called nutrition. And that's, it's crazy that you
1: brought it up like that too, because yeah, I, I mean, I watch, uh, I, I'm lucky, uh, I guess in where I work. Cause where I work, I've got, uh, we got a good group of guys and they, we all try to eat right. We try not to, you know, we don't overdo the Mickey D's. We don't go to subway. We're not on the Jared diet. We do. We cook <laughs> real food. Um, uh, one of us cooks every night. Uh, it's normally between myself or the Lieutenant. Either one of us is cooking every night. We're cooking real food that we picked up at the grocery store. Uh, same thing. I feed my family. I mean, nothing different. We do the same thing. We try to keep it all in the same line. But with that, one of the other things I've always noticed is that I I think it also goes back to our lifestyle and more. I mean, nutrition is all about your lifestyle. Um, you know, I work two jobs. Uh, well, technically, well, I bring in three paychecks, but I work two jobs. Um, and I've always noticed that it's always about your lifestyle and the lifestyle that you lead, not only when you're working, but when you're at home as well. And one of the things I've always tried to do is uh, one of the things, that, well, I, we try it all, every night. And uh, one of the main meals for us as a family is we all sit down at the dinner table and no, you're not allowed to miss dinner. That's your job. you got to be there for dinner, period.
2: And there's no TV. There's no electronics. There's no phones. We, we sit down at the table as a family every night for 30 minutes and eat a healthy meal and discuss the day. Um, sometimes the children are allowed to talk. They tend to not eat if they talk too much, though. So
3: <laughs> I, I got to put my foot down somewhere. <laughs> but I if- commend you guys for that. That's amazing because that's one of the things we've lost as a typical um, habit as traditional American families. And because of that, we've become very disconnected, discombobulated, and now we're dysfunctional. And that's what I was bringing up is you, you hit the
1: nail on the head. And I, I didn't know if, uh, I mean, when you do your, uh, na- I guess, well, I, I, I want to say neutral, neuro, neuropathic only yeah. because I, I, I've i talked <laughs> to a neuropathic doctor before and I didn't like the guy at all. But as a naturopathic <laughs> doctor, do you, is that something you recommend to your uh, to your, you know, the people you see on a daily basis? I mean, is that something you are constantly like? saying hey look this is you got to develop you know a pattern in your life
3: that yeah every day i mean we don't back away from that at all we have seven pillars which which we teach here to every single solitary person and those are nutrition sleep stress management movement Uh, these are the things we have control over those four we call those the core four and then after that we have genetics Hormones and peptides. And we really stress those seven areas. And here we call those the foundational pieces, but we also take it a step further, uh, Mick and V. Lynn, and we include emotional and spiritual health. So, you know, we, we will pray with people, we'll pray over people. We really understand that the majority of the physical manifestations of disease processes, and including the behaviors you talk about, are rooted in spiritual and emotional brokenness spiritual emotional brokenness can be something we would draw an analogy with or an acronym frauds fear resentment anger unforgiveness disappointment and shame and when we live in those places you know the, the word fraud it steals our identity and so we don't know who we are at that point and we begin to act like um, someone we don't even want to be around. So you can see how it becomes circular in nature. So we're going to hit all those areas, and that's why our community here—they're going to be healthy. And that's what we say to people: with 100% certainty, you will get better by doing these processes. Everybody will.
1: And another uh, one big thing that you, mean, you already talked about once before when we, when I met you in Oklahoma, the uh, at clay's thing. Um, was pain because everybody that I know, and you're going to be talking right now. You're, I don't know how many vets you talk to currently, mm-hmm. but you just opened yourself up to about another five, six, seven hundred more that are now yeah. listening. Um, yeah. one of our big problems is pain, pain, pain management, dealing with pain, um, arthritis being like probably my number one. Um, it takes me 30 minutes just to move in the morning, mm-hmm. uh, but for those guys. What do you do pain wise, pain management wise? And you know, when I was there in Oklahoma, my back seized up that second day I was there. I was like, wonderful. And I couldn't even, I mean, I could, I sat there for about two hours and I told VLAN I was like, look, I gotta, I gotta bounce back to the hotel just for a little bit and lay down because if I don't, I'm going to be miserable the rest of the flight home and everything else. And I did, I went back and laid down for about an hour, hour and a half and drove back out there. I was just like, man, it just, I, my back would not undo. And you told me that there was some stuff I could take and other things that I could do. What, what do you recommend for those guys?
3: So, first of all, all the veterans out there I want to personally thank you for your service to our great nation. The sacrifices you made the cost you paid is not appreciated enough so thank you for that and you don't hear thank you enough and that's a that's a shame. Because you should hear thank you every day. And I'm going to encourage everybody out there. If you see a vet that you know a vet that's having lunch where you are, buy their lunch and don't even tell them. Just buy their lunch and be kind and roll along with it. So do that for your law enforcement. Do that for your veterans just to love them and bless them. And God will return that to you. So don't worry about it. You can can afford to do that. Um, Now, with a veteran, you got to understand, and you know this, you know, as a former law enforcement officer of two plus decades, we understand what it's like to deal with trauma trauma that affects the brain we all know this ptsd phenomenon post-traumatic stress disorder well when the brain is under so much trauma over time you know i.e we're pushing out cortisol the stress hormone and the way we live the memories we have the images we've seen you can't get those out of your mind there is no way so we need to understand the brain becomes driven with stress and that shuttles away from the brain the ability to create hormones When we lose hormone production in general, we can have bone pain, joint pain, and we don't recover sufficiently anymore. So many times, veterans have trouble making two hormones growth hormone and even testosterone. And so, when you have injuries that you might have sustained, you don't get, first of all, the ability to repair because hormones carry signals, right? They carry like email packages. So We have to understand that most veterans that have served in combat or seen trauma, they're going to have low hormone function. You need to fix that. Yes, number one, you need to fix the idea of nutrition again, because everything that is recovered and built has to have material. And number three, we have to consider the concept of peptides. Peptides are nothing more than strands less than 50 of amino acids that we compound in a in a compounding lab and these peptides among others can swim around the body and they can actually bring about healing and reparation to the body because these peptides we create as younger people but as we age suffer trauma stress drama the whole bit the creation of peptides goes down and the overriding theme of this is it has to be all not one, all of those, because we don't even get nutritional assimilation if we're under stress chronically, because when you're under stress, you don't digest well. So you can see everything fits together. But for all the veterans out there that are listening, you know, if your practitioner is not doing that for you, find a new practitioner because they're not being complete in their treatment with you. And that's, that's great advice. Cause I, one of the big things I hated in, uh,
1: they, every surgery, it seemed like after every surgery, I got like the big bottle of, uh, opiates and there I am, uh, popping opiates for pain. And, uh, it don't get me wrong, it worked, but it was not. Um, I didn't like the feeling. I, I'm probably one of the few weirdos out there who just I could not get used to the feeling. I mean, I would take them, but I I really did not like the feeling I I had when I was on them. And I did everything in my power to get off of them. And every time I turned around, it just seemed like I went from opiates to. Um, well, we should have bought stock and literally leave gave it. Advil or uh, what's the other one? The one you chew, The it's the powder. You put the powder. Uh, BC. Yeah. Headache powder. Oh, man. They, I was they going They gave him those. a
2: lifetime refill on oxycodone. Well, no. It's a... Um, I mean, that's well, just It's insane. MS cotton. They gave him okay, MS yeah, cotton, okay. morphine, in a pill. Same thing. And he flushed him down the toilet. Um, he, he made the conscious decision to not take any more, period. And he flushed him down the toilet, and he hasn't touched him since because he felt like he was getting to the point where he... If he continued to take them, he wouldn't be able to stop. So, well,
1: dependency was—it was a worry, but it was still—I just never
3: liked it. I just, yeah. Anyway, you can see right now the uh, problem we have with the whole philosophy. I mean, not that those drugs are bad things in a temporary basis to remediate something that might be debilitating for you and might be stopping the quality of your life. Or after a surgery, you can't go with no pain pills at all after surgery, most likely. But the. Lack of understanding and the way the body operates, the way it's supposed to heal, with what I just talked about prior with those couple of things, that's the issue right there, isn't it? We need to think about how to heal the body up better, how to recover more efficiently. When, when, or if we have surgeries, uh, pain pills aren't the negative thing, but when, like, uh, you know, the way not the long right term,
1: now,
3: yeah, the way we have it right now, you know, the the allopathic medicine, and just this is just an observation as opposed to a criticism. It appears to me that when all you have in your hands is a tool is a hammer, that everything looks like a nail. Now, here we have hammers, we have screwdrivers, we have files, we have augers, we have all kinds of tools. You use what's best to serve the person in front of you. And overall, the goal should be to use medicine for the lowest amount of time needed period, not anything different than that, you know, and so we've just kind of got way off here, and you know, we can go down that pathway, and all kinds of disease processes that we have today, and it's like the beat goes on, and now we become consumers, where the pharmacy has your credit card on file, and your insurance card on file, what in the world is that, shouldn't we be trying to see less medication usage, I would think so,
2: well, you know, that that brings up a, an interesting question, something that popped into my head. Um, how do you feel about aspirin, especially low-dose
3: aspirin? So low-dose aspirin, like the 81-milligram baby aspirin that we're taught to do, it does have a little bit of an effect of thinning the blood. Recently, it has been broadcasted as uh, preventive therapy to the clotting action of the COVID-19 vaccine. So from that respect, I think it's usage is wisdom. If a person has had strokes or um, you know heart attacks in the past, perhaps a secondary prevention might be a good thing. Um, so, you know, under those contexts, you know, for the most part, I would say generally speaking they can be beneficial. However, as well, it has been our experience mean that 100% of the population, after we've tested them, 100% of our population, it's been thousands of people around the world, they have been deficient in omega-3 fatty acids. Now, when you bring in omega-3 fatty acids to an adequate amount, not only does it have a blood thinning effect or an anticoagulative effect, but it also has a reduced effect on chronic systemic inflammation. So, the better therapy from a prophylactic continual standpoint, is omega-3 fatty acids. But perhaps in an acute nature, in the scenarios that I laid out for you, the aspirin would be applicable as well. And most people say, well, you can't do them both together. That's nonsense because I've done them both together to see if and stick a needle in my arm to see if it would uh, not stop. But it will clot okay. So the idea of getting your blood too thin is way way rare so we tend to take three sometimes up to four grams of a quality essential omega-3 fatty acid and even if a person has clotting issues or clotting factors you might take a baby aspirin so uh, hold on
2: i i asked that because um this morning nbc came out with a hit piece on aspirin yeah of course they did yeah and i was like oh that that tells me right there that um because when you think about it obviously if it reduces clotting and we know that clots are one of the major effects of the vax then yeah. there you go of course they're doing a hit piece on aspirin
3: yeah and understand to you guys that and this is not a a cynical um thing i'm getting ready to say this is obvious and this is for the whole audience out here um when the government tells you to do anything regarding your health You probably want to do the opposite. And I base this on the idea that for 75 years, our health trends in America have got progressively worse and worse and worse. Disease trends are getting faster in growth in the population. We have 600,000 people die every year of heart disease. Nearly that many die every year of cancers. Uh, Metabolic syndromes, you know, diabetes is growing fast. One in three Americans are now insulin resistant or type 2 diabetic. They don't know what they're doing. So if they tell you to not take aspirin, you probably should take aspirin. If they tell you to eat breads, don't eat breads. I'm using the two examples there. Um, And I mean that seriously. Seek out people. Seek out sources that can show you tangible, great results, as opposed to continue to show trends of horrible results. If I had a company that had someone in charge of a department that had cost me money for 75 years and trillions and trillions of dollars, they would have been fired, you know, the first couple of weeks. They would have been gone because they don't know what they're doing. So with that said, the centers of disease out of control and lack of prevention is not to be trusted with your health, period. Yeah, we,
2: we say that all the time. Everything on the news, the, on the mainstream media anyway, is, is a flat out lie. And usually the exact opposite is the truth. So um so we're, we're right there with you on that
1: on with you being a naturopath, and i know that you're going to probably i'm not asking this to gen up some sort of disgust for the rest of the medical field but as a naturopathic doctor uh, i i know in the past you all have been looked at as what they call the kook science mm-hmm. um now it seems that it's taken a different turn um because how many how many patients have you lost to COVID, and I, I know I'm stealing Clay Clark's line here, but I'm going to steal it and I'm going to use it, because honestly, because it didn't really hit me as because you did speak in Tampa, didn't you? I believe yeah. you did. And I, yeah. I, it didn't hit me as bad in Tampa as it did when I actually put the face and the name together, and I said, "Wait a minute, yeah." And he said it at the conference that we were at in, uh, in o- Oklahoma. How many patients have you lost to COVID? Just wondering. Zero. Hey yeah, uh,
3: and and how many have you treated? We're over nine thousand at this point.
1: Okay, well, when NBC starts treating that many people, i <clears throat> and they don't lose any. I'll be interested to see that <laughs> one. So,
3: no, we're not anti medicine. Look, but um, I'm anti establishment. Anything, you know, we it's like our culture has gotten so off uh, from reality and from actual benefits to our health. Not just physically, but also emotionally and spiritually. Everything is censored. Good news is censored. We have that nobody broadcasts hope anymore, which is is really part of, you know, our decision to step into the governor's race because we understand that we could take this concept of hope and bring it into healing states, not just people, but states. The same principles would work very well. And then, I firmly believe that the principles that would be used to heal the states could indeed heal a nation once again. And, and that is the toughest part of this.
1: It's not just one state. There's 50 of us yeah. uh, continental wise, and we need to come together. We need to find a way to bridge that gap that is obviously still out there. And there's a yeah. lot of, a lot of, uh, are you getting a lot of help from the Republican party in Oklahoma?
3: You know, in Oklahoma, we have 77 counties and um it has been said well it's a red state you know uh, but there's a couple of things going on in oklahoma it's not here we don't have a democratic problem we have a republican problem because there is such a thing and i, I don't know what people think of the term that term republican in name only or rhino oh we got uh, lots of rhinos a- in georgia That's a real deal, you know. Like, if you look at the Republican values, like, let's just just pick one, just one value. Let's say Republicans believe in pro-life, which really means we're against abortion. I mean, we all agree with that, okay? Then why do we have fifty states, inclusive of some that are all Republican, still having abortions?
1: It's a great question. it
3: It doesn't make any sense, right? And all it would take is a courageous leader to step in that gap for all those people, those children that never had a chance in life, step in that gap and stand up and allow them to have a chance again. And that's just one issue. Republicans say they don't wanna raise taxes, but yet why are taxes still coming up? And it goes on and on. The idea of election integrity, It's not about red or blue. It's how red or how blue. And the concept of every single vote being counted and every single potential attempt at illegal voting needs to be stopped and criminalized because if we don't trust the system with which we have in the United States of America in our election system, we've lost everything Mick and V. Lynn. We have no chance because there's no faith. People disconnect. They become disenchanted and they don't get involved anymore because they say, you know, screw it. It doesn't matter anyway. And frankly, I observed that a lot, you know, V. Lynn with what you you asked the question about Oklahoma. I observed that a lot. There's, there's a lot of disconnect and the majority of people don't even vote anymore. And we've heard that actually over
1: and over again. You're not the first person to bring that up. We've actually heard that from a lot of people that says, well, uh, uh, Jessica, I'm not going to vote because my vote's not counted anyway. I'm like, well, wait a minute. Uh, You're not improving our any situation that you would think would get better for you just because you don't think it affects you it affects the whole country, not just, you're right, it doesn't just affect you, it affects the whole country. Um, I've heard a lot of people saying that, and it's a scary thought that a lot of Americans, and the worst part about it is we have a lot of, uh, it Benjamin Franklin said it best, the worst part about um, our country is an uninformed electorate, and that's the worst thing that could ever happen to this country, and he was absolutely right. And uh, that is our biggest issue today is, I, I never thought something from 1781 would exist in 2021. Yeah. And that was his biggest concern in 1781. And it still exists in 2021. That- and it's still
3: relevant. Yeah. It is relevant. And the understanding about this is it's getting worse because not, it's not only uninformed electorate, it's misinformed or malinformed electorate at this point. Because, you know, back to our clinic just one moment, and, and this will paint the picture, right? Um, Our clinic is based in Tulsa, Oklahoma, right? And we've been very um, honest, forthright and um, hope driven in everything we've done. And we haven't got out there and, you know, broadcasted it, you know, 9,000 people treated. Nobody died. We, you know, we're just doing our job, man. And we're doing what we're called to do, right? Um, In my city, which is roughly in the metro area, a million people. You would have thought that had been a pretty good story, wouldn't you? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It'd be huge. Yeah. But guess who's covered it? No one. No one. Because they don't give a damn. And I'm being animated there intentionally. All they care about is how many people are in the hospital and dying. Yep. And I agree. That's significant. And that's relevant. But why not give people a little bit of hope from time to time? Why continue to broadcast a narrative of fear and anxiety? because that's what sells tickets, come on, that is so wrong and so evil. And I'm not looking for media coverage. We never asked for that. But because of that, because they won't cover it, I have taken every opportunity that I could on every podcast, every platform, and I'm grateful to you guys to say that we need hope. And share this message right now Across this whole world to everybody you know, that hope still lives. Hang on to it, because if you hang on to it, I guarantee you it will still live. And when you give hope to somebody else, you become what I'm a I'm a fan of, and what we are. It's called a hope dealer. And uh,
2: yeah, yeah. we we call it sucking on the hopium pipe. Uh, Come on, I love it. Love
3: that.
2: That's that's okay too. The
3: hopium pipe. I like that.
2: That's right. Uh, every, everyone, you know, needs a little hopium. So, um, well, so getting into politics, um, I want to, well, we got to,
1: before we do that, we got to start out with the big three. I mean, we got to start out with uh, the three questions we ask every candidate and guess what? You get to deal with them. Okay. And what you have not been prepped again, folks, we're doing this all off the cuff. We don't prep anybody. We don't send them questions. We just ask. So the first three questions, the big three abortion, I think you already answered. I'm pretty sure you're against abortion. You're pro-life. Would that be accurate?
3: uh, We want to be the first state to completely abolish abortion, not dance around the issues. Um, I have a plan, and I'm not going to go into the plan because you never let the enemy know what you're going to do ahead of time.
1: Never show your card. I have a
3: plan, and it will be done. And I commit to do that to not just the citizens of Oklahoma, but every single pro-life person out there right now around the country that says, can that really be done? The answer is yes. We're going to do that.
2: Well, before he moves on to the second question, I, I do want to bring this up real quick, and I'm sure you've already thought of it. But um, banning abortion is fantastic, but until you make adoption easier, you're just going to end up putting kids in foster care that end okay. up going right into child trafficking, um, okay. abuse, abusive situations, whatever it may be. I think the the real the The best way to make it successful in banning abortion is to make adoptions easier, to make sure that those babies can find a true loving family. Because the waiting list for babies is three and a half million currently in the United States, and it is almost impossible to adopt an infant here. You got to pay 30, 40, 50 grand to go overseas to China or Russia or wherever with no guarantee that you're going to come home with a baby. So that's, that is just, that's sickening in and of itself. If we made adoption easier here in the United States, there wouldn't be a need for abortion.
3: It is. And uh, we've had, you know, that discussion. We've also had, what are you going to do with these people as far as where they're going to live? You know, that kind of thing. So it's been kind of twofold where they're going to work. You know Um, there's, this is what I, I know to be true that when, when, You have a pathway to go on, B. Lynn and Mick, that is is right. It's right in God's eyes. Sometimes we don't have step number two. Sometimes we've got one step. And I am completely in alignment with your sentiments. It's true. It's accurate. And it's sad. I just know that first thing, we have to put a stop to something that absolutely, it was unequivocally be murder. It would be, really. Um, And then... And I'm, I'm not minimizing it, I'm maximizing it. I want to trust God to give us some innovative ideas completely to get, bring about an ease in adoption. Both my wife and I are adopted. And so we have, you know, skin in the game, so to speak. And we're going to share our stories. And there's pain there. But I just believe that God's going to provide a way and give us some unique ideas in the state of oklahoma to provide some wonderful awesome godly homes that those children can sit around the dinner table just like you guys do every night and have a chance at life and <clears throat> I'm, that answer your question with yep all right
2: we're good move on to the next one
1: so the second question undoubtedly because it is the second amendment so your thoughts on the second amendment uh pro-gun anti-gun middle-of-the-road gun,
3: how do you side, I guess, there? Law enforcement has been part of my life for two decades, as you know. Um, Guns don't kill people. People kill people. Evil kills people. Um, A well-armed militia is the greatest deterrent to crime. History has told us that. I would like to see, you know, every every state is known for something, right? I, I want you to capture this potential and even hypothetical vision can you imagine oklahoma being the state of guns where there's gun ranges everywhere where ammunition opens everywhere good job opportunities opens everywhere good luck coming to oklahoma criminal sounds like y'all are trying to usurp texas I, well, you it
1: know. seems like y'all are trying to get me to move there. That's what it sounds like.
3: I Don't think kept me with a uh, good time, Doc. The Second Amendment is one of the most pristine and should-be-preserved amendments that we have. It goes back to the core uh, of, of not just the, a benefit of having a gun. It goes back to the core of protection, protection of our rights, our liberties, and our lives, And we have to have the right to defend ourselves. And no one's going to take that right from me, period. And I want to give people the assurance that as a leader, I'm going to stand in in the gap on behalf of them. I'm a gun owner. I want to be able to buy as many guns as I want to. And I don't care who knows. That's, That's how I feel about that. And I think it's a significant issue that's been confused and completely dismantled by a, a leftist socialist marxist agenda to try to take it away taking guns away doesn't work from the cities that have the highest gun control look at the murder rate i believe yep. at that
1: chicago new york i mean we can go through i've been i've lived we used to live in new york so trust me we know yeah. what the laws are
2: yeah and actually a, a story came out today there was a i believe it was in virginia they removed all of the school resource offices uh, officers and it has devolved into just i mean straight up chaos. Yep. every single day kids fighting each other stabbing um just just straight on beating beating each other beating teachers mm-hmm. attacking other people in the community outside of the school and they're fighting bringing the school resource officers back because they're like oh well they intimidate the kids well great let them intimidate the kids maybe they won't beat each other anymore yeah, there you go. that's kind of the whole point of them right
3: it is, you know, we we go back to to what happened, you know, back in the, uh, you know, in the seventies and eighties. We 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 took God out of schools, we took him out of government, we took him out of medicine, and we basically took him out of churches. When we take God out of those things, evil comes in. You bring law enforcement in to try to stop it; evil's still there. The key to the whole thing is bringing God back in, and I, I'm not saying that. You know we uh go around and try to proselytize everyone that's not the point the point is lifting god to the highest place the highest authority the highest supremacy of the land the way our constitution reads that is god and everything in our constitution anything any that that formed the vision of the colonists back in 1775 6 was understanding there is a higher authority that goes above all that if we live by the higher authority principles there would be protection there would be blessing and there'd be righteousness behind that and that happened until we took him out
2: you know my uh, my teenager and i had a conversation the other day we we do we get into some in-depth talks occasionally and i asked him i said do you think that the people In general are truly capable of ruling themselves and he thought about it and he said no and I said why not he said well there's there's too much evil there's too much there's not enough discipline and I said well what if everybody in the country truly had faith if they truly believed in God would they then be capable of ruling themselves and he said well if everyone believed in God wouldn't God
3: be ruling them That is so wise. I was talking to someone recently about the concept of self-government, right? What you're saying, self-government. We don't have as human beings, the ability to govern ourselves. Hence, we have the concept of sin, right? But we have the ability to yield ourselves to the control of a God who made us, created us and loves us. And when we do that, and submit authority in our lives to him, he shines through us and works through us to bring light, healing, hope to everything around and everyone around us. Yeah,
2: God is the ultimate hopium
3: yeah i love
1: that that's good so and the final question that we ask i think you've already answered but uh it will will be in the form of vaccine mandates unless you want me to change it because i can mutate that really quick because we've already talked about it for the most part and i think we understand where you stand on that and i i can mutate that just a little bit um but one of the other things that always i always ask politicians just because well not not politicians people running for office office. there's a difference I, i don't um i i find myself uh and it was really funny because the other day we, like, like I, I told you before, we talked to Dr. Courtney Williams and we had a pretty good conversation and hopefully he'll be coming out with an announcement soon too. And, uh, we, we had a good conversation with him, but one of the things he brought up was, um, he used to be a libertarian and a Democrat, uh, back in the day. And I was, I was actually kind of shocked to hear that. And, uh, cause there's not a lot of military people that you meet that are Democrats, but, um, one of the things he brought up was like, yeah, everybody can think whatever they want. I mean, you can think whoever you are. You can be a Democrat, Republican, doesn't matter. Really, what it's about is, do you believe in the Constitution? Do you believe in this country? Ninety percent of conservatives and Republicans believe in the Constitution, believe in this country. I myself am, have always been a constitutional conservative. I've never, never, I've identified a little bit with the Republican Party here and there, but I could never ever get sole, you know, sponsorship just behind them. But I definitely believe in the Constitution. I know more about the Constitution than ninety percent of the people, to include my wife on most given days, and uh, she throws th- throws things at I me because I keep a copy to reference. But there's my thing. My question is really, where do you stand on uh, first? First of all, obviously. I think you believe the same thing that I believe already, that vaccine mandates are illegal, immortal, uh, whatnot. What will you do for the state of Oklahoma concerning v- vaccine mandates and any vaccine mandates that supposedly come from the federal government? Are you going to do like what Governor Abbott just did in Texas and say, nope, not in Texas? Uh, you cannot mandate anybody to get a vaccine. And not only that, one of the other things that... When, Part B to that question, I would like to see, too, especially, but some of these states with these so-called rhinos that we do have currently sitting as governors, I would love to see the states start to sue the federal government for enforcing enforcing mandates that are un- immoral, unethical, and unconstitutional, illegal.
3: Well, part A of your question, yes, I will sign an executive order, no mandates, period. But I will be more um, uh, descriptive of that no mandates for children to attend schools, no mandates for people to have rights of employment. This is significant. It's easy enough to say, you know, no mandates. That's just a good headline, right? But what are you gonna do about it? To your point, this is what we have to think about, right? And again, step number one is standing for righteousness. Step number two, sometimes you don't have all the answers. Sometimes you have just a partial vision what i would tell every business in oklahoma do not comply do not comply period if you've got a thousand employees do not comply your federal federal employees don't comply now what's going to happen at that point let's think through the logic of this the federal government's going to threaten you to pull your paycheck away they are yep do not comply still do not comply if they pull your paycheck away and they cause the business to collapse They're actually hurting themselves. You see, if you have a whole state that says, you know what? Um, I have a size 11 shoe and I'm going to send that to you and you can put it anywhere you want to. And I'm being kind of correct when I said that, Mm -hmm. right? But the bottom line is when you don't comply, eventually big brother is going to pull their funds away. And I'm like, good. You don't want your company here. You don't want to pay them anymore. There's the border. Oh, yep. Go somewhere else. And you know, what's going to happen. You're going to have all kinds of businesses flock to that state, all kinds of businesses and economy is going to go boom. And you're going to have people, especially in the medical arenas and airline industries. I want you to kind of catch this vision, V. Lynn and Mick. You're going to have people that say, Hey, I have some capital. I'm going to contact uh, X airline. And I'm going to say, Hey, um, I know you you're, you you got your hurts right now. Uh, you want to sell about 20 planes right now, and I'll give you X number for them, and they're going to start a business, and those are already going to happen, and you're going to see healthcare workers that are going to go, hey, that building over there that used to be a hospital that used to get federal funding, I'm going to invest in that, and I'm going to bring in workers that can do their job and do it with the full toolbox with complete freedom You know what's going to happen? You're going to have all kinds of healthcare workers clamor to work there, and you're going to have all kinds of people from all around the country clamor to go there to get the best care, and they're going to pay for it. You're going to give people opportunities when you take them out of the prison that is the dependence upon the federal government. I agree. Absolutely. All right, so um, in anticipation of
2: this interview, Doc, I actually reached out to an Oklahoma group on Telegram, and I asked them because obviously they have a much more vested interest in you than we do, you know, yeah. um, since we don't live in Oklahoma yet, although who knows what might happen in the future. Um, Keep so, talking the way you're talking. <laughs> exactly. So, <laughs> so, uh, so this one was from, uh, well, I've got three from Clinton W. He asked, do you believe that the 2020 elections were fraudulent?
3: There's enough questions and enough smoke at this point. And you look at the data that came out of Arizona, Maricopa County, for example, I think, don't hold me to this, I think 50,000 votes were characterized as potentially fraudulent. You have to look at that and I'm getting around to the specific answer, but I wanna get back to this. You have to look at that and say, okay, if you recount 50,000 votes, you still count 50,000 votes. So the naysayers are going to say, well, they didn't change the results of the election. What you have to do is you have to look at those 50,000 votes and say, okay, was there 12 of them from the same address? You have to take the next level and go do a canvas. Send somebody over, knock on the door. If there's two people that live there, right? And they say, we're the only ones that ever lived here. Boom, there's 10 votes out right there. Those go away, right? So you have to do a canvas. When you have that much question that we've had. You have to look at the concept where there's smoke, there's fire. Every state at this point should call for both an audit and a canvas and make sure it's right. Because if we don't do that, to your point, Mick, earlier, we're going to have more people that are going to become disenfranchised and disconnected. And they're going to just say, screw this process. I don't trust it anyway. And we continue to lose. If there's potential for hacking a system with computer systems, let's figure it out. It's hard for me to go back with just those pieces of knowledge there and say, well, the 2020 election was fraudulent. I mean, it appears that way, at least from the the pieces of information that I have. And if it appears that way, we have to look at it from the standpoint in this context, You are guilty until proven innocent in this context with processes. If you have a process that's gone bad, you don't look at it as a person, a human being, and say they're innocent until proven guilty. You have to look at the process and do the opposite. This process is faulty, obviously, and it's going to stay faulty until I can prove it good, right? I hope that makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah, I I think it does.
2: Okay. um, still from Clinton. What are your thoughts about accepting unvetted, proven, non-assimilating immigrants from Afghanistan into our great state of Oklahoma?
3: Bad move. Um, We didn't have to do that. Um, What's happened is, and I do have some information on this, we've accepted these things because, quote, The federal government said so. What's the problem with that right there? The federal government said so. Last I checked, you know, we should have state sovereignty and say no. I understand that Christy Nome up in Governor Christy Nome up in South Carolina or South South Dakota did not do that, right? (laughs) So if that is true, my question for uh, the, the state of Oklahoma is why'd you do that? Because you've got people right now that are suffering. From consequential, unnecessary lockdowns and mandate talk, people haven't recovered from their last lockdowns that were completely unnecessary. Now they're threatened with job loss again, and we're bringing unvetted people from a country, get this, that is taught as a nation to hate America, right? Now, I have love for all people. I want to make sure we understand that. But when we talk about vetting somebody, v Lynn, as a former police officer, that takes some time. You don't do that with a questionnaire and a 30-minute interview, if that was even done. You do that understanding you interview them. You spend time with them. You look at their family, their friends, and the friends of friends, and people that know of them. You look at their childhood, their parents, how they're raised, et cetera. That's the only way to vet somebody. This whole process is nothing more than a feel-good political headline that should be chopped off the knees. Bad move by the state of Oklahoma, in my firm opinion. We should have stopped and said no and take care of our people and protect our borders. Absolutely. And just a little um,
2: a little clue for everyone out there listening. If you come across someone with the name FNU, Babe, what does FNU stand for?
1: Uh, which spelling?
2: F-N-U the initials F N U uh,
1: and do you want me to translate it to which language No
2: in English when they come over here and their first name is Fenu F N U it's initials it stands for first name unknown Oh yeah How can you possibly vet someone if you don't know their first name Well Not. and
1: in a uh, well I met a bunch of FNU, so Exactly because
2: they I've had a few
1: at my job they do uh When they do it, they look at the paperwork and somebody wrote down first name unknown because they go by their family name or they go by their tribal name or their family name and their tribal name. I mean, it's like uh, an Arab coming here and saying that, uh, 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 what's the one, I taught it to you. I'm trying to remember the word now. It's Hmm. slipping my mind. Uh, It means uh, son of. Oh yeah, okay. Um and every every Arab has got that name if they're the son of mm-hmm. for instance uh it's that is their everybody says well that's their first name. No, it's not. That just is son of. Uh, that is is the yeah. Abu 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 is son of an Arab or in um uh, uh in Arabic is son of and I'm wow. everybody's known Abu Abu ba- 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 Bakr. Abu Bakr just means son of Bakr. That's all it means. Um it's not a first name. And I even asked that question when I was downrange a couple of times. I was like, hey, why is everybody named
3: Abu, you know, Abu this, Abu that, son of. Uh, but again, but how can you vet them? You can't. You can't. There's not, a, there's not a way you could do this. Like we, we did this because it was the politically correct thing to do in my, in my opinion. Um, however, to do things with political correctness in mind that overrides the people that you're supposed to represent and protect, that is an inherent ethical Moral and spiritual problem.
2: Agree. Okay.
1: So, if you were with that knowledge, now the opinions of the that Biden's caused at the border, um, what support would Oklahoma offer to Texas and support of the border operation? I mean, would you guys offer support, send police officers,
3: or do whatever to help Texas out if they needed it? You bet. You send the National Guard because their borders affect our borders. The federal government's not capable of protecting your borders. Nope. They're not. And the federal government should have never been dependent on to protect our borders, uh, our security, you know, our food, our health, and yet we've given it over to them. It's the people, man, the people of this great country. that's, That's we, the people? Man, we have a vested interest in protecting our borders, protecting our rights, our liberties our securities. That needs to be our responsibility. I'd send a National Guard down there right away. Um, whoever's a governor, pledge our support. Let's work together and to get this done.
1: So Sam Plummer asked another question. Uh, where I, I haven't heard of this, but it, I and this might be actually going on and you might know better than I do, but um, where do you stand on the Chinese buying up uh, Oklahoma
3: land? Yeah, Oklahoma has more land purchased by the Chinese government than any other state in the nation, as best I can tell. It's primarily in Western Oklahoma. It is, uh, from what I've gathered, and I have talked to some people that that are out there, it appears to be they're buying all the land up to create these marijuana farms and using Chinese labor to, um, to work the farms. There's several fundamental problems with that. Chinese nationals are not supposed to own land in Oklahoma. How's that happening, right? So there's some, there's some operations happening that need some investigation. We need to go back and figure out if criminal activity has occurred, and I suspect it has. We need to get that prosecuted and identified appropriately and get that land back in the hands of U.S. citizens. That is, it's it's demoralizing to sit here in Oklahoma now and think that my land's being bought up by a communist country that hates my guts and wants me to die. Now, come on with that. We're talking about buying American, you know, we, we can't even fathom the long-term consequences of this so it is a unique Oklahoma and Texas by the way problem and we need to start a sort of band together and say you know that infamous word no and, and really get in, get into it and figure it out
1: yeah, apparently you and uh, whoever this person is, you guys uh, do do the same research, research, I should say, um, because he brought up this point of grow farms, and he says we have twenty five thousand marijuana shops, seventy five thousand grow farms. Where's all the marijuana going? And, uh, and and that was
3: his question: like, where's all the marijuana going? That it's that bad. It is that bad. You know, Oklahoma had a big opioid problem you know, for years and years and years. And then the screws were kind of tightened up on the, the prescribing physicians, which was good. Um, but we just traded one problem for the other. Yeah. You know, I am not, and I want to make this clear, I'm not anti-marijuana, you know. Uh, th- frankly, to use an analogy, I'd rather see someone, and, and don't take this wrong, I'm being halfway funny, but I'm trying to make a good point. Don't worry, we won't talk like I'd rather see someone, um, you know, choose some marijuana that eased anxiety and ease some pain on a daily basis than I would to see someone going down to McDonald's and buying a burger and fries. In one hand, in the former, it's going to have some benefit, no question. The latter has no benefit whatsoever for mankind. And the latter has killed more people than any other thing that we've ever come up with in our great country. So, you know, we need to understand what we're doing here and quit looking at it from a financial windfall standpoint because that's what has been done, right? And are we getting people better? Are we getting them off opioids? Are we getting them healed? Are we getting them well? How easy is it to get a marijuana card? Man, come on. That's so simple, it's crazy. You just go down and say you got pain. Okay, cool, there you go. The marijuana shops were open and called essential businesses, Right with the abortion clinics what is wrong with us as human beings we have lost our ever-loving minds and we need to bring back some common sense Can i get it? it that people won't agree with everything i'm saying but i ask for trust in the common sense principles that we need to put god back number one bring his principles first and we allow him to bring consequential blessings.
1: Well, and with that, um, we are kind of running short on time here. We've had a great conversation, though. It really flowed by because it's already, wow, holy crap. I didn't realize <laughs> it was that far. already an hour, yeah. I, I can't believe we've been talking like this. Uh, yeah. But doc, where can they find you? What is the best way? If they want to help with your campaign, what is the best way they can do it? And um, just tell them where they can find all your information, where, where, where they got to go. Social media, all Everything. that good stuff.
3: Yeah, so if they want to connect with us and what we do as far as our, uh, our healing endeavor, they can go to sherwood.tv and that page has everything there. They can connect with us and all of our media. They can get involved in our clinic and uh, all kinds of programs that are hands-off and hands-on, right? So that's all there, sherwood.tv. On that page, if you want to, ladies and gentlemen, you can download a free ebook and the free ebook is, is just got everything in there That's going to give you a leg up on uh, getting your health back Uh, for campaign purposes. They can go to Sherwood, 2022.com Sherwood, 2022.com. And, and I asked for them to do really, um, you know, three things. And I mean this with all intention. Number one, I want you to go there at Sherwood, 2022.com and commit to pray for us. I'm serious. Write it down. Say, I want to pray for Mark and Michelle in Oklahoma I want you to do that, commit to do that at least once a week. Number two, I want you to donate something, whether that be $5, $10, $20, whatever the Lord lays in your heart, because when you donate something into this cause, you're donating into good ground, and the ground will affect you. I promise you, whether you live in Georgia or Oklahoma, it will affect you. I, I know it without a shadow of a doubt. And number three, I would ask you to believe again to believe again, to have hope, that we're not done, we're not finished, we're not fried, we have hope, and hope is a substance that keeps us going and gives us life, so those three things I'd really honor and appreciate. All right.
2: That's fantastic. Um, thank you so much, Doc. We're going to do it again really soon. We'll, yeah, let we'll me know. the fun. next one soon, and, and next time I'm um, I'd really like to talk about, uh, I know there's a lot of people that listen now that have already gotten the jab or they're considering having to get the jab because of, you know, their work mandates, whatever. Um, in fact, I, I spent an hour and a half at work this morning and uh, they they literally paid me for me to go around to department to department and tell them do not comply. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Deceit, <laughs> that's literally. I told, I told him this morning as he was coming home and I was leaving, I was like, I'm going to go to work for an hour and, and sow dissension amongst the ranks. <laughs> okay. um, and that's literally what I did. I did no work. I went from department to department and I told them do not comply. And I'm, I'm going to be writing an email and sending it out to the entire company. Um, because there's, 38 people out of 250 in my particular hotel that have taken the jab. And if the rest of them don't, they can't run the hotel. Yeah. You can't we power. Have no more power than they do.
3: It's so a game of chicken. Exactly. It's a game of chicken. Maintain focus. They're gonna budge and blink before you do. Do it. And yeah. I'm excited. You guys, I'd come on anytime. So be reach out, man. Let's get it done.
2: We'll do. But yeah. I really want to talk about um how people can heal after the jab, if yeah. if they've had to take it, what, what they can do, um, on both a, 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 physical and a spiritual level, because, and we'll go into that too. You and I have had a brief discussion about that in Tulsa. So, uh, we'll touch Perfect. on that, but, um, so we'll do that again really soon. So that's just a little teasers for our, our listeners. All
3: right. You guys have a great day. Okay. All right. Thank All you, right. sir. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Great one.